Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Quaz Amir, also known as DJ Wolbini. He is an entrepreneur and the founding member of the Collab PDX. I am beyond grateful to have Quaz on this podcast. He is someone that is truly a brother to me, and I look forward to expand with him and the collab. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Here we finally go. This has been a long time coming, a very, very long time coming, and I'm very, very excited to sit down with my brother, who I believe is the hardest working entrepreneur slash creative in the city of Portland, putting on for various communities and always has his eye and hand on the pulse of culture and productivity and is an infinite well of wisdom, and I would like to introduce my good friend, Quaz Amir, a.k.a. Wool Beanie. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Aaron? I'm surprised you didn't didn't start it with John. That's a good John. (laughs) That's a good good John entry. Um, We are here at the Collab HQ in downtown Portland, Oregon where various, various types of projects uh, get initiated, produced, and completed for businesses around the city, creatives on the web, and anybody who's looking to expand, really, and learn. So I guess with that, now that people know that where we are, what is the collab? Well, I just want to say thank you, Aaron, for just have me on your platform because I believe first and foremost, uh, showing people that uh, you, you support them in any way is very important. And, uh, I guess relationships, I'm really big on relationships. Uh, so the collab, uh, is essentially a relationship created business. Um, we strive off of connecting, communicating with people, um, creating with people, and collaborating so what we do in a nutshell is just figure out ways how we build the up-and-coming artists um to show them that you know you don't have to work a nine-to-five to make income you know you can do what you love and do it on your own time and uh, we kind of foster that here um but we make money just doing like content creation and mm-hmm. um you know uh just uh, working closely with small and mid-sized businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like building the community and like creating space for artists and creatives to know that there is a a path that is in line with their highest expression and that that isn't this far off thing is definitely something that I've learned from you. And I guess we'll go into like how we became uh, friends and collaborators. Um, fitting collaborators um so there was a couple years ago or a year ago i don't know exactly when but uh i was following you on instagram the collab at the collab dot pdx yes okay okay so i was following you and you posted a story and the story was saying you had you were djing an event a dating event and you needed somebody to shoot photos. And I had just got into photography maybe a couple of months before, and I'd never shot an event. So I responded to that, and I said, like, hey, I'd be happy to come down and to shoot this event. And I was a little nervous, like, okay, like, I've never done this. But this the journey that I've kind of embarked on requires me these things of me. Like, it requires me to say yes to new opportunities, and it requires me to be vulnerable in places where I don't feel comfort. So I remember heading down to Fortune and Carlos the Rollerblader was the was the host of the evening. 
what was the was it cuffing season cuffing season was the was was the party yeah it was yeah. the party and then i showed up and met you and it was just like what's up let's get to work like it was just it was so it was so casual and it was just like wait like things don't have to be complicated you like you can work with with new people and and kind of just feel each other out and, and try something new so i want to thank you for yep. being probably like the initiating factor of me like engaging and becoming a part of a community so i definitely want to thank you for that yeah and you it was just i don't know if i don't know if it's for me if the right place the right time is the the right thing to say mm. um i think we're all destined to be where we need to be yeah regardless of time um and of that time when we had the event shout out to eric bowler at um fortune um and he was the platform that i actually got my dj in off the ground playing at fortune so shout out to eric for that but um shout out the we fam for putting me on um but yeah the the event was great man and it was it was great that you just saw the posts and like you said we didn't know each other mm -hmm. at all and you just had a camera and just popped up yeah and, and if it serves me correctly i think you said you didn't know what you were doing i definitely said that <laughs> Definitely. I think that's like the anybody just getting into photography is just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like even now, like a couple of years in of consistent shooting, it's like I'm really just going by the cuff. And it's like, that's OK. Like you, I think we as creatives, like think that you have to like master it or even to like share your own wisdom. You have to be some some like scholarly teacher or something and get your credentials. It's like, no, you just share what you have learned at any level because there's going to be somebody that doesn't know what you have to offer even if you're a beginner you can help somebody else become a beginner at something so yeah that's a like a great ethos and structure to build your business off of because it's empowering other people who become inspired to to want to do that for other people and then see that there is an actual way of of doing it that's rooted in genuine and authentic you know absolutely straight up yeah so after like we met like we did a couple like you invited me to like the squarespace holiday party uh that was crazy yeah that way. was wild <laughs> and then like various like adidas uh like events and stuff so i was kind of like your little like mobile photographer as you were like djing were, events it was like oh like all right cool we're in this room now <laughs> you made me look real yeah, good yeah we were in like Thank urban you. league i had my hair flowing <laughs> i was looking good it's like oh shit like they came they came ready yeah so that was a cool that was a cool run and i guess let's let's dive into like probably i don't know if you'll agree or not but it, i feel like it was a big shift for the collab and you've been building relationships for a while. So how did how did the event with it, it may be a sore subject at this time. <laughs> Are you but, going there? Yeah, you, I'm, okay. I'm going there because I think it was a very pivotal like shift Absolutely. in in the perception and the the deliverables for the collab. Absolutely. So, well, so, before before we get there, yeah, because that that was uh, it was it was life changing honestly. and learning and a learning experience for all of us. Um, before, I, I just want to say if any of you personally know Aaron, um, you know, he's a, a great human being. Um, and I always want to put that out there, uh, just before, like a person can do one thing wrong and could be judged by millions of people the wrong way, uh, for the fact that they don't know that person. And, you know, how I go about building relationships with people is just, let's put everything on the table and let's be vulnerable and let's not be afraid to say yes or no, you know? And, uh, that's one thing I learned from Aaron was it was yes. And then if it was no, it was no. And I already always respect it. But saying that to say that Aaron came into my life or we crossed paths during the hardest time in my life. Um, I met Aaron uh, 2018. Um, and this was the, around the time my mom had just got diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. So, um, 
it was really hard. It still is hard. And don't ever let anyone tell you that, uh, you know, getting over death, especially like your parents is easy. Um, it's never easy, but, um, we connected. And once I heard that Aaron had been through the same thing that I went through, it, it, it kind of made us closer, you know, from, from the jump, you know, I felt his energy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, relationships are important and if people can fuck can we curse on here yeah okay. of course go if, ahead if, if people fuck with you like at your low point like nothing else matters like if y'all have a good vibe when shit's rough like everything else can get worked through would you agree with me yeah 100%. so um yeah man i i generally had like a, a love for you as like a brother, uh, just for being there. And, and even some of those gigs, like we didn't get paid, you didn't get paid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was great to have someone that w was willing to represent themselves and me. Um, and, and we did it in fashion. So, mm -hmm. um, most definitely. I, I almost don't you. even want to talk about the other <laughs> shit. I was like, you just <laughs> hit, you just hit a, a chord. I'm like, Oh, it's a, it was life changing, bro. And you got me into meditating too. So shout out to uh breathing air Aaron, uh, what is it? Breathe, oh well now it's live and direct meditation because like the, <laughs> i was trying to force breathing Aaron on too many things i was like breathing Aaron, like breathing air in get it and it's like i don't want to just have to like wait around for people to like understand to that it's a double entendre <laughs> but so i shifted over to opening presence this podcast which is like my favorite name i've ever come up with because i'm always thinking of like words word plays and double entendres and cool brand names and all that kind of stuff so i'm happy to land on opening presence and live and direct for meditation for zoom or any type of live stream thing it's just like and it's like live and direct like that shit like i'm like that shit is hard You're looking like a yeah i know right this hair is getting long all right, we, yeah. can, we can tap in. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate you for expressing that, and and I almost that almost like that origin of like where we came into each other's lives, and to be able to kind of just give you some insights as to like what that process is. And yours, like it was similar, but your experience was was very very heavy, and and you handled it so gracefully, and and you were present through it all, and you didn't run to uh ways to numb the pain or anything like that you were just very like oh this is tough and this is what this painful experience feels like uh our mothers are our most important people in our lives and to Straight see up. them in pain is it won't it would it does not amount to them seeing us in pain but it <laughs> no. still fucking hurts <laughs> it still fucking hurts That's, that that shit was probably the hardest thing ever in my life that i experienced mm. and um you know i I don't know. You just seeing death and then being a part of the process is two different things. Yeah. And uh, that really changed my outlook on life and how I build these relationships. Mm. But uh, I also was going to say, bro, we met as we both was in a time of transition, mm -hmm. which was wild. Man. So, yeah. Yeah. Transition, transformation. It was very like it's like super evident too. It's like it's like okay, like you're about transformation, and it's like you're not trying to hang on to the old version of me. And I feel like I think we can get back to like the project that we collaborated on, but the transformation. You grew up in Philadelphia, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, born and raised, um, and I spent a lot of time in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, too. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but uh, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware from Philly is like here, Portland to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, so it's literally just like a 15 to 20 minute ride. And uh, so, yeah, my, my life was was separated and I got to learn. I lived in both shitty neighborhoods in both cities. But uh, yeah, that's, that's like where it started from. Uh huh. What were some of the and you can go in as much or little detail as possible or that you want, but like, what are some of like the experiences that you've had that, that kind of sparked your mind to transform and be like, Hey, I need to shift my internal environment and my external environment and, and navigate to where you've come to Portland now. Man, that's a, that's a great question. Um, there was two things that happened in my 
three things that happened in my my early childhood and you know teenager years that kind of shaped and molded my life uh the first one being uh, at the age of five uh i was i got hit by a car and i was um I was knocked unconscious um, and I had to get surgery to my head and a couple stitches. Um, and I always like to ask people, how how much of your early, early childhood do you remember? Like before the age of like two or three, like what do you remember about those times? And I know for, for me personally, I feel like I was a different person before that accident mm -hmm. and who I am now came into the body after that accident. So, um, I really started to be aware of my early childhood when I was probably around like six or seven. But, uh, so I think that accident shaped or changed, you know, or brought me to life, you know, cause, uh, it was, it was a pretty bad accident. Uh, and then the second thing, uh, living on the East Coast, um, it's very condensed. And it's, um, we lived in poverty, you know, single parent home. And we lived in the hood. And I think the one thing that really changed my perspective on life as a, a black, you know, mixed male, you know, uh, was seeing my... <laughs> One of my friends I went to school with, his name was Dedrick uh, Hudson, rest in peace, 15 years old, um, was gunned down. And he was shot in the head by an undercover cop. But everyone knew that the cop was just a dirty cop. Mm. And, you know, witnessing someone getting gunned down and, you know, I wasn't super close or anything like in the midst of the action. But we were we were outside and we heard it and running to go see what it was and seeing someone move when their their head is like just cracked mm, wow um it really fucked me up mm. and like they say you know you become numb to certain things mm. um trauma like it was traumatizing traumatizing right i have ptsd from all the shit i used to see in the hood but that one in particular was like, yo, like, this shit's crazy. Yeah, that's too real. Crazy. And, and like, after, you know, you know, once the hardest thing was seeing his mom come out and she just fell out and his family just fell out. And then, like, seeing them chalk the lines after, like, I could have swear we stood outside all night and just looked. It was like, yo, did, did that just happen? Wow. Um, so that changed how I viewed America and how I viewed what racism and, you know, the being black in America looks like. And ever since then, I read a lot more books. You know, I interacted with a lot more people just to try to understand or get an understanding of like how we operate or how we should operate in America mm -hmm. or in this world. Mm hmm. What was the third thing? The third thing was uh, my grandmother passing away. Um, and she, and it was sad, man, because my mom and my grandmother both died from cancer. And they both died in the bed that was once mine. Mm. <laughs> wow. And uh, I think that was one of my mom's fears was always was to die like her mother died. Yeah. And um it's it's crazy. So that uh, when my my grandmother passed away, that forced me to get out of the hood. And mm. um, at that time, I was uh, living in Wilmington with my my grandmother and my mom. And uh, when she passed, I just I had to go. It was time to go. So I applied to uh, North Carolina A and T. And by the way, y'all like. The system is not what you think it is because I went to college, a four-year college, without taking the SAT, SAT, whatever fuck those mm -hmm. things. I didn't have to take that shit. Mm -hmm. um, so long story short. Like, we'll take your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just come on down. Um, you got that financial yeah, aid? Yeah. Come on down. It's like, we'll put you in debt. Come on down. No lines. Yeah, and that's crazy, man. School shouldn't have cost that much, man. But uh, yeah, um, applied to North Carolina a and and uh, Norfolk State in Virginia, 
and I uh, got accepted to uh, Norfolk State, and uh, that's when I left. And that changed. That changed enough that being in college made me figure out who I was mm-hmm. to be away from all the the trauma and all the you know the the poverty. Yeah, and, yeah, know. and that's such a. a- great eye-opening experience for a lot of people to to go to college to get away from uh their upbringing and just like to to see other people like that's usually that's everybody's kind of like first experience into understanding the lives of other people from other places so that's that's a huge blessing so how did you what made you decide to move to portland uh that's a great question um (laughs) so it it happened around. I feel like I make life decisions when shit's fucked up. Mm. Um, I had uh, I had to. I didn't finish my last year of school. Um, I had got evicted. Uh, I had some roommates that bailed on me, so sure. I got left. You know, being young and dumb, I uh, got evicted from my apartment. Uh, I lost my my job at the. Uh, I was a valet at the Westin. Um, I had my hours cut back, so I just couldn't afford being at school. And, uh, I came back home and was super depressed and down. And, um, you know, I gave myself a year, um, to, to make a a move. And I watched, (laughs) uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Palladians. No. So I'm, I, what, what do they call them? Tinfoil hats? Conspiracy theorist? I guess. Ah! <laughs> outed. Outed at minute 20. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been, if that's, if that's what you call it, then that, I've been on that wave for a very long time. And uh, I was in YouTube and I hopped in and I went down a rabbit hole and I was just in my bag of just searching. And um, I came across the, a video that talked about the Pleiadians, which is this uh, extraterrestrial group that has been on earth for years and they've been and and when you think of ets it's talking about presence it's not talking about little green man or sure. tall man it's talking about presence and energy mm-hmm. that's how i view what extraterrestrial is sure sure um, i experienced that as well so that uh i was at home um it was two things i was at home and i had just moved in with jen uh, who's my wife? Shout out to Jen. Shout out to Jen. Big who's love. Been holding me down. Um, I was at home. We just moved into our new apartment, and I went down a rabbit hole of just watching videos. It was like, yo, don't talk to me. Like, I'm in my bag right now. And I uh, came across this video, and it said, You will never find who you are unless you leave the place that that has been keeping you, like, stuck mm-hmm. for a long time. And how I conveyed that message was, I just need to leave again. And um, I wanted to go far west as I could. Um, I didn't want to go to L.A. because I I wouldn't have survived. I wouldn't have made it. Um, And uh, Seattle was an option. But when I flew out here, I I bought a one-way ticket, by the way. Mm -hmm. Sold all my shit and just flew. And um, I was sitting on a guy on a plane, and I was using skip lag. So I was scheduled to go to Seattle, and I was just going to start there. But the guy on the plane said, um, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm moving. I'm starting over. He's like, where are you going? I was, well, clearly it was Seattle, but it had a connected flight to Portland. And I said, uh, I'm thinking about living in either Portland or Seattle. He was like, yo, it rains more in Seattle. And I was just like, all right, I'm staying <laughs> Bet. Yo. <laughs> And so I ended up in Portland. Yeah, that, that's something that I I agree with when you say like like you have to move somewhere else that from the the structures and relationship systems that you're accustomed to because they shape you so much that you don't even know that you're you're being like <laughs> molded up. and and shaped into somebody that may not be your complete self. You have to go out and and find that person. And luckily for me as well, it's like I found myself in Portland and this journey being here for almost four years, like I've learned so much about myself and 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 that's the the blessing that has been bestowed upon just having an ambition and knowing that there are greater things. And it doesn't matter where you start. It's just about the decision that you make to change. And then your whole entire life flips around a couple of years later. And it's like, 
all of these new experiences are happening and opportunities and you can kind of see the writing on the wall for things that are coming like into view as you ascend and as you get better at and up gain new skills and form new relationships you start to get it in a flow and it's like oh this doesn't seem so obscure or abstract for me anymore because i've been doing this work on myself and committed showing this commitment to myself and ourselves and it's 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 proving to be the right decision and then when you have that validation of like oh i made the right decision and you're getting rewarded for so for good. being fearless <laughs> and it's like hey I need to do this more often. And then you seek out new opportunities in which you can push it even further and put yourself in another uncomfortable position. So yeah, Portland's definitely a good space to to cultivate that that new level of awareness and, and create grassroots actionable steps in deciding, having the space of deciding what you want and then like putting your feet to the ground and actually moving in that direction and knowing that it's possible. You know what I like about Portland? If you mess up, it's like people notice it, but it's not that big of a deal here. Sure. That yeah. for me, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've I fucked up a couple times in Portland, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel I I do feel that same way, but I think it's also a reflection of how you uh, deal with the things that you perceive mm, that yep. you fucked up it's like you're not as hard as on yourself as you used to be which is why it seems like other people aren't aren't uh uh bent out of shape for the things that you do because you're just like oh uh all right well like i guess i'll just keep yeah going. i'll just keep it yep. pushing it's like up. i'm not gonna st- i'm not gonna hang out here if anybody wants to hang out there then by all means have fun but i'm gonna move on to just this to this next thing so yeah that was a that's a beautiful story i guess we can get into yeah let's, the, let's, let's get, get to it. it let's get into the okay so so was it last year august of last year yep you created a relationship with two companies bro hold up let's back up let's okay the bad company since 2017 bad company since 2017 you guys know that you, you guys know the yeah you guys know the the company <laughs> So for free for 2017, and that's just you going to businesses, creating relationships with store managers, resonating with the product, knowing that you have services and skills that can help promote those products and creating those relationships. And then it came into fruition. So if you can go into how the that relationship and then the, the next partnership kind of came in, then we can get into the, the actual... Uh, the thing thing the thing that we created um i just want to say like be ambitious y'all like it don't matter if it's the top company on forbes right like it's ran by people and you have to shoot your shot um and for anything that i do i just uh, approach it like that like it's either yes or no and if it's a no like that shows that I need to work on something. Maybe, you know, my approach was wrong. Maybe my credibility wasn't where it needed to be. But at the same time, like, you don't know if people are going to say yes or no. Uh, so how I got introduced to uh, the bad company, I don't know if we can say it. You can. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if we get copyright. Or, no, 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 no. Okay. You can, you can yeah, say Yeah, so the, the bad company is Timbuktu. And I, I am a fan of the bags. I, I like the bags. Um, and I was, I think I was on a mission for a new book bag for my DJ. I needed a new bag for DJing. And um, what was the other one? Chrome? Yeah, Which, Chrome, where they have like a new store right down here on the shout corner. Out, shout out to them. Um, and I went in there and I, what they had at that time just didn't like gravitate to me. And uh, they mentioned, you know, there are some other companies, you know, in the area. So I ended up at Timbuktu and uh, I I brought a bag and I was like, yo, like who I was looking at their uh, their stock images. And I was like, uh, who is, you know, shooting, you know, who's taking these shots? And, you know, the manager was like, yo, all these shots come from corporate. And at the time, they had a, a 
a, was they had a, a a store location Instagram. It wasn't just one Instagram. Mm-hmm. So every city had an Instagram, which I thought was dope because it was showing the community aspect of each Timbuktu uh, store in every city. So I, I took a look at their Instagram and I was like, yo, like, you know, I, I'm you could I'm, do better. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a pretty dope photographer. I know some good photographers and some models. Um, you should let us, you know, shoot your bags. And uh, that actually started the real like relationship or foundation to do all the other free shit that we did (laughs) (laughs) that we did for the next two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So that was a foundational like you put in the work, not knowing exactly what was going to come of it. And you had to just trust in the vision. And hey, it's like it's keeping you productive. It's it's creating relationships. You don't know exactly verbatim what's going to happen because with these companies there's so many people and channels that need to communicate to one another like the relationship with the store manager has no effect on their relationship with their higher up and so on and so forth like there's so many channels that yeah there's so many levels Levels and channels where messages can be misconstrued and ego and people's personal desires get in the way so it's hard to to create something that you have a clear vision for but needs x x someone's approval to to get to get good to get going so good on you for maintaining that relationship uh over the course of a couple years to to get to (laughs) (laughs) portland's first and largest and most magnificent city photo walk that that i've ever seen like i was like oh for real so (laughs) So Steph Montoya and myself, Steph. shout out to Steph. She was on yep. the last podcast. I don't know how many I will release before this one, but just know <laughs> that Steph was on a podcast called Talk in the Park. You guys should go listen to that one. It was a beautiful conversation. But so Steph, myself, and our fearless leader on this project, Quaz, we like met up for like a like we had like a, we had like a few meetings and stuff, but like trying to break down. Uh, this concept for a photo walk. Yeah, do you want to elaborate? The other company. We got to talk about the other company. Yeah, the other, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> Man, and going back to what you said is just like planting that seed and not forcing it to grow. Sure. You know? Not watching over no. it. No. <laughs> no, and I think that was, that's how I like to operate. You don't know who is going to be able to benefit you in life. So you have to just be genuine build a relationship and just go through the process yeah you know instead of saying oh i'm i'm fucking with him because he the plug or no nah, you can't you shouldn't operate like that Mm-mm. um so that's the bad company shout out to sean um for actually believing in in me and and aaron and steph and you know the collab to do what we done um to create some dope shit uh, but the second company is uh, Pexels, <laughs> and I I I I like to call myself an early adapter, dude. A hundred percent. Like you're on like every <laughs> you're on every like like incognito like streaming platform <laughs> like music platform. But it's like it's a smart move though. Like before like traction gets on, it's like to be a founding per se member of of these groups and then like they grow organically like that's how you like create power Yo, and leverage cra- for yourself it's crazy leverage and i think this is going back to being a quote-unquote conspiracy conspiracy theory i can't even say it you know Uh-oh. tin hat guy whatever you want to call it but i take information and apply that to now and later if that makes sense so I don't believe everything I hear, you know, or see, but I just store it and I always come back for reference. Mm. Um, So as far as like being an early adapter on certain things, it's just like I see it once I, you know, try try it out. And, you know, if it's not what I think is is going to be good for me that for leverage wise, I don't fuck with it. Mm -hmm. But um, Pexels was I don't even know how I ended up on there. Yeah. What is Pexels? Pexels is a stock imaging uh, site that is different from like uh, Getty Images um, or what's the other one? Uh, Flickr. Flickr. And then there's one more. Um, 
it's, I don't know. This is another big sure, one. sure. Um, but they their goal is to have you know just a lot more diverse images um, and like creative images. So it's, their platform is uh, stock images that are you know pretty different than mm-hmm. you know the white background and a and a person. Sure. Um so I ended up I might have saw their shit on Tumblr to be honest. Mm-hmm. Shout out to anyone who still operates a Tumblr account cuz my friend Rob has the illest Tumblr. <laughs> For- like like it vanishes.com his clothing line. He has an inspiration board on, on on his on his website there's like a uh like it just pulls up another screen of like his inspirations. Mm-hmm. Fucking fire. fire. Yeah, it vanishes.com. <sighs> But I need yeah. to check that out. Yeah, it's hard. I'll Shout send, out I'll, to Tumblr. I'll and, send it to you. And whoever is still on Tumblr, yeah. like, you are a champ. I think inspiration-wise, it's like there's so much fly shit on there. But anyways, we're, yeah. so so Pexels is a stock image site. Mm-hmm. So Pexels and Timbuktu, uh, you were the person to initiate both of those interactions and then kind of bring them together for the event that we had at let's, the Timbuktu yeah. location. Let's talk about that. So... Uh, shout out to Monica, uh, who once I got on uh, Pexels, I became a influencer, quote unquote, uh, and brand I, ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those Ooh, guys. He's a cookie. Um, and literally, I was just posting a lot of stuff I shot re- prior to like the collab stuff, and mm-hmm. I was using a lot of Ten Buck Two stuff. And um, I got invited to their ambassador or whatever you want to call it. And Monica uh, was like, she was, I think she was still living in Brazil at the time because uh, Pexos had a couple like photo events in Brazil. And she was like, yo, like I love Timbuktu bags. And I was like, word, that's easy. Like, what are, what are we talking about? So she was like, let's, um, let's do a collaboration with them. And, you know, I was like, I think the best idea would to be like the collab shoots you know stock images and you know use your platform to push and she was like bet and for the record there was no other pexels photo walk in the states before us portland Mm -hmm. was the very first yeah and simultaneously chicago yeah and chicago the same day yeah yeah um so yeah you know once that opportunity came i knew i needed help um because i i'm not a a party planner or not a party planner just an event planner planner. yeah Yeah, that's 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 not my strong suit so um i know aaron was just shooting did you still have the canon uh at that time i think yeah i did i definitely had the canon still Mm -hmm. um so i knew aaron was still shooting and uh i had met steph at the date night event oh yeah that's that's when i met her and you yeah because she was like my homegirl steph is coming through do you remember that oh shit Bro, that's when that's yeah. when I met Steph. My memory, you. my memory is shot. Bro, that that time was so oh, yeah, pivotal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Because I because like I was shooting and stuff, and it was like I I always like recall that event as like oh that's where I met you. But yeah, Steph was definitely there. You brought Steph there. Yeah, yeah. Um, your mom was there too. That was yep. Yep. That was that, Jim was there. My mom was. I there. I took a photo of Jen and your mom. Yes, like my first my it. first event, I shot a photo of Jen and your mom, and I was we like I was like it. oh shit. We still have it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, Steph and Aaron came on board, and if you want to go in, yeah. From your so perspective, Steph so. is like probably like the most like tapped in, get shit done. Yeah, yeah. gets get <laughs> shit done. Very like the clearest communicator, and just makes things like easy to act like actualize. Like she provides like a framework where we understand what we need to do, and facilitates that for all parties, not even just us on this side, but just like even like communicating with Pexels and Timbuktu is two independent businesses with their own ethos that they go upon. So she definitely like facilitates the the relationship in that way. Cause like, like I'm not trying to respond to emails like that. (laughs) And and so she definitely like played a major role in bringing this event to life. And I guess we won't go too like uh, on the outskirts of it. So the, the event was a, was a photography, uh, walk in the city so we meet had up, meet yeah meetup meet walks so yeah. for local portland photographers and creatives to all come to the timbuktu store where we had music food 
and it was honestly like the turnout was fucking insane there was how many people do you think were there i think we at least had maybe close to 200 yeah like flowing in it like the whole store was full there's people all out on on the streets and we created a a photo challenge where everybody in the whole entire that came to the event was able to enter this photo challenge so we took like about an hour hour and a half like walking through the city and and we had models like a lot of people from the lgbtq community like everybody like every type of person every single type of photographer like street photographers portrait photographers you name it everybody was there everybody was there and got to participate in this in this uh photo competition where there were some pretty illustrious prizes available. I don't know. Was e- it seven fifty? Uh, was it? Was it? No, the first place was like a couple, like a grand or a couple grand. Yeah, it was, it was like it was like stacked. second place was like seven fifty. Like second place was five hundred. Okay, like it was like it was a it substantial. Was hel- it was yeah, healthy, it was a, bro. Like, yeah, it was a substantial like amount, <laughs> and like being there, and then like seeing like Jonathan and Herbert and and CJ show up, who are also like on the same Killing path the city, yeah yeah, yeah. better marketing yep. sneaker week pdx like groglia photo like just seeing like the support but then also like seeing like oh like this shit bro. can like this shit can happen like we're fucking doing the thing like we're creating grassroots partnerships with established corporate brands and bringing them community and and getting paid for it and and seeing how much value that we brought to the community it's like it's it's almost doesn't even need to be said how much value is brought to the company, but like <laughs> the value that we're there for is the connection and the relationships and the communities that we got to build in that in that space. So thank you for initiating that and allowing me to be a part of that and Steph as well. Like that was a very formative uh, launching point I feel for the collab. So since then, like what has been the journey and how did that event kind of affect the trajectory of the collab? The success of that event changed. Um, it changed the collab and it changed how I viewed the collab. Like, well, I always viewed the collab as like a community and like relationship thing, right? But that showed me that you can be who you are and conduct business with corporate people because the community is what drives any business in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Whether that's if you're being a consumer or if you're a creator for the business, every business needs some sort of content creation and they outsource it. So, um, since that event, and I want to give a special shout out to Chris Toms. Um, mm-hmm. I met him at a good time too because he was helping me with growth, with uh, just you know how to leverage social media, and um, that shit worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, shout out to Chris. Yeah, like, shout out to Chris. And you also met Diego that night. The uh, what is his title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Diego is my director of operations now, and since he's been on board, he's been killing it. But the thing that made that day so special was. I, I met, we, we started from an idea and mm-hmm. we finished with a really good event, right? The pay wasn't where we wanted it to be for the time and effort. Sure. <laughs> but um, I think the best thing was to see everyone come together and, and be able to have fun that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it changed the collab because it gave me the, the boost or the, uh, the what is the word i'm looking for Aaron? inspiration or inspiration the the desire or motive i don't know it just it 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 gave me it gave me motivation to say i can be a respected business and do it in a manner that I, it works for me mm-hmm. and um Diego came on board that night. He yeah. stayed after. Yeah, 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 yeah. He stayed after. He was wearing the hat. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's wearing the hat. He's always stylish. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Diego. Um, follow him on Instagram. He needs his followers. He want to get his followers. Up. At Diego Caballero. Caballero. Um, so, and what Diego said was, I like what you did today, and I believe in what you do. Mm-hmm. 
And that's all it took. Yeah. And he was honest. He was upfront. And he was like, I want to be part of the squad. Yeah. And here we are, what, a year? His, About a that. Year. Yeah. yeah. It was like August last year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Summer last year. That's awesome. So how have you, like, working hands on, like, how is the, I don't want to say the mission, because the mission is very intact, but, like, your day-to-day ops operations, like, like you... Pre-COVID or... Uh, <laughs> I mean, going through COVID, because we're not stopping yeah. for anything. It's been great, man. I, I think this is the power of not being locked into a, a corporate job, you know, mm. when you own your own thoughts and your own uh time when you own your own time uh you can be find ways to be productive mm-hmm. and through covid you know our clients are we're still creating content we're still getting paid and you know whether or not the covid thing is yeah, you know, we can save that for another. Yeah, that's a whole another thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you have a couple conspiracies yeah. about that, like in the pocket. We'll yeah. Save that for later. We'll save um, that for later. But no, I I think being productive and communicating with your clients um, that for us, I'm just speaking for us, uh, has been great. Like it's just like, hey, what can we? Th- be innovative on Mm -hmm. like let's try this do the innovation factor like i think that's what this whole experience with this with this virus has shown us is like we have to be nimble and shift like as soon as like i i got back from mexico uh and then like it was like the the first day that like everything really started shutting down and getting serious because like i had like i just came back right yeah like at that time like i had uh a couple events that I was like plan. I was planning to speak at uh, Woke PDX's event with, about hair, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be at Cerulean Winery, and I'm gonna be out here fresh <laughs> off a of, fresh off of Mexico, like leveled up my 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 pigment game. Like I'm not super, <laughs> I'm not super white anymore. Like I I was like feeling good. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do the speaking engagement, and then uh, Simple X series uh, was right like there, that was right, right then at Widen like that was going to be a big event to to be at and to network and to kind of move things forward with the things that we're doing because it's like all the all like our whole community is like doing dope shit and we're all here to support looked, each other. It looked like shit was like the spring was about to be super. Promising, yeah, it was bro. about to be popping. <laughs> like I was <laughs> like I'm like I just got done doing ayahuasca for the first time. Like I'm lit, <laughs> lit I'm all the lit. way. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. And then we came back and it like shut down immediately and it's like, "Oh fuck. Well, I'm not about to just like sit here and just wait for somebody to tell me what to do." And like that's when I immediately I was like I need to drop my podcast now. Like, come up with a name, record an episode, fucking go now. And then I I had been doing my live and direct meditations. Like, I've been doing those for like maybe a couple years now. Like, I've kind of just dabbled in as I went on my my journey of meditation and stuff. But then now with everybody confined to their homes and like not knowing what to do and and not taking the time to look inward. I'm like, oh, the things that I have to offer are needed right now. Facts. And doing new things is re- required of my growth. Like I said before, it's like you, like once you move the the bar, like you have to do something else that's going to facilitate that growth for you in podcasting and doing more lives and being more open and having these really impactful direct conversations is the the way to move forward through this perceived uh like tragedy or whatever and create opportunity for yourself outside of that and it's very nice to see like other people doing those things as well bro this the whole shift thing like i was not a fan of especially on social media of being seen on social media besides posting but go live like mm. you want me to put my face yeah no i'm not about that mm-hmm. and like here i am now like embracing it and like mm-hmm. rolling with the change because you know i think being a an adapter when situations change you have to learn how to adapt yeah or you can live in the old paradigm of 
think because after this is over, we're not. It's not going to be normal again. Not at all. It's not going. It's not going to be the same. Like no. So I think being able to control what you want to do day to day is very important. And I hope. I hope people has taken this time to say I'm more valuable doing what I love than working for someone else. Yes, we all got to get paid. I get it. The money, we all got bills, right? But the same eight hours that you're going to put in for someone else, put it in for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely like in that throw right now where it's like, all right, bills, like they're stacking up. Like I need to figure out something quick and there are like little things here and there that i'm like piecing together i'm like all right that'll be that's nice oh that's coming at the right time and it's like like sending out emails i'm just like dog i was supposed to get paid x amount ago and y'all are yeah like i'm in like that that weird space of where like the job hasn't been completed but they were gonna pay x amount x amount up front like i'm like one job in of like (laughs) of basically like a summer of work and they're going to pay me up front. And I'm just like, Hey, uh, I know, I don't know when I'm going to get back to, to, to work for you, but there's a thing that you haven't paid me yet. And I need to get that handled now. Cause I want to still, I want to still be able to do these things. And, and as we go along, I'm like trying to learn, like, how can I monetize? How can I, create value for other people and be compensated because it's like this is this is what i'm here for like i'm here to engage with you and this is what i feel like is like a calling of mine is to open presence opening presence it's like we're like we're uncovering gifts along the way and it's like oh these are new realizations that i get to apply in my life now and i can grow and learn and and keep that process going because once you stop that process that's when you settle that's when you become unhappy that's when you fall and trip and you fall back yeah into that cycle, yeah and well. it's just like oh okay and it's like that's something that it's like no absolutely not don't go back into limited thinking like Ooh. no matter how tough things feel it's like it's all in the frame of mind and and you can control a lot and 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 not fall victim to the old patterns that that are still a part of your system like i still have like my limitations a part of me and it's like i still go down those roads sometimes but it's 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 nice to be joined in that journey with people like you appreciate it bro it's uh we need each other um that's part of the human experience is to be with other people yeah so it's uh it's interesting the times we're living in um but you know from my own perspective there's definitely a shift happening Mm -hmm. and uh collectively i think people who are aware i'm not gonna say woke or conscious but people that are just aware that something's not right and something's not right in the old way of thinking um, I think there's a lot to look forward to during these times. I haven't freaked out at all, you know? No, not at all. I've, I'm Gucci. I've, yeah, I've been very aware of what's happening. And um, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is going to pass and shit's going to be different Yeah. once, once it opens yeah. up. Yeah, so... And all that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah get your money however yeah, yeah. you know it's been funny like i the first thing that came to my mind you know being a dj was like shit like those parties was like those checks or those you know mm. one hour for a couple but a couple hundred was cool and the first thing that came to my mind was thinking of people that like are bartenders. Yeah. You know, people that are bouncers and, you know, like even the dancers out there is just like, we all hustle to mm-hmm. make, you know, make our ends meet. And yeah. now you can't get furloughed from being a dancer. They ain't got yeah. that money to pay you. Yeah. That, but it's like the, the same rules apply, like the adaptation, like my friend Chelsea, uh, at Symphony, Sinferno Studios at Sinferno dot studios, I believe is the handle, if if I recall. Mm-hmm. But she's doing her dancing lessons like online and stuff. Like she's innovating and she's like a, a vegan chef too. And she's 
weaving all of those those passions that she's uh obsessed with and and creating like a new avenue for her to get her message out and her to provide her services and all that kind of stuff so like like any type of limitation that you feel that your profession may have there is an alternative route whether it's turning to your passion or re-envisioning your current duties at your job and creating something else for yourself that 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 draws off of the skills that you have in that particular field so it, it just Absolutely. requires you to just be creative and and find something that works for you that Absolutely. that is aligned and progressive yeah put me on to that i i've been looking to eat better so yeah that's yeah. <laughs> me too dude me Hook too that up, bro. this the last couple of weeks like diet wise like i'm like oh fuck like okay okay like no meat in three weeks for me is fucking that's amazing, insane bro. insane that's that's and amazing. now i'm just like taking in more information like like i've been looking at the benefits of like sea moss gel and stuff and it's like there's local uh people that sell sea moss i think the instagram handle is like big gal energy so i'm like looking at like yeah i'm just like all right well i think i'm going to start incorporating that now that i have kind of proven to myself that I can do the no meat thing, just season the hell out of my cabbage. Yep. And I'm just like, all right, cool. So, but yep. it's the same, that same process is the same exact process to make the decision to move to Portland wow. or to start, or to start photography or to start a podcast or to think of this other future. The same thing that I'm doing with diet over the last three weeks is the same thing that I did with meditation my first week is just, you just do it and don't, punish yourself if you don't go in all the way like i can eat a fucking chicken sandwich now and and not feel bad yeah and i'm not gonna i I may feel like shit i may like feel like the effects of it but i'm not gonna punish myself over popeyes though chicken sandwich i haven't had the popeyes one Um, i think i'm good I have. I'm just. I'm still gonna get like my three piece, my three the piece biscuit white with the biscuit. Yeah, though? my three piece yeah. white meat with with spicy with red beans and rice. Like eat the biscuit before you get home. Yes. Yeah. That's all. Like I don't. I don't even mess around with the sandwich. But yeah, it's like we all have this opportunity to 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 shift and be aware and and innovate and yeah. You've been a a, a champion of that that wave this whole time. So I definitely want to thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Where can our listeners find you on the interwebs? Um, it's uh, at the collab PDX. Um, and we've been chilling. So we, we don't have a lot of new content, but uh, I had a lot of, you know, events planned um, and they still are going to happen. Just need to improvise and switch it up uh but yeah at the collab pdx on ig uh that is for the collab and for me personally i just run it through my uh dj uh instagram page at wool beanie uh just like a wool you know what can i compare it to a wool just a beanie just yeah it's a beanie yeah wool beanie yeah um and like if y'all want to reach out and and talk like i i like don't text me hit me up like yeah don't be afraid to reach out i'm i'm down to like connect and build um but before we get off aaron i just want to say special thanks to a couple people that have helped me grown and has helped the collab in some way shape or form um danny sagan um i really appreciate everything you did for me in the start of the collab um learned a hell of a lot from you bro um other person would be uh Jill. Remember Jill? Do you remember Jill? Jill? I don't think you were here when Jill. Jill, Jill she, I don't think she so. lives in Vegas now, but she was a, a major supporter of the collab. Um shout out to Linnaeus, who's seen this grown from, you know, ground level. Mm. Um and and believe it or not, Tom Sullet. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we may have had some differences, you know, along our, our way, but I learned a lot from Tom. Sure. Um so and everyone who's been supporting, you know, from the rip, um, thank you. It means a lot. And um, let's let's continue to build. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. And I do want to add, you have an album that's out right now. Yeah. It's called Urban Paradise. Where can people find that? Yes. Um, Urban Paradise is on any streaming platform. And uh, 
that's just music that feels good to me. Like when I go back home, I, I, I love to feel, you know, like the energy of the, the grittiness and, you know, the sadness and the energy of, of home. So that's my second uh, album that I, I made. I'm not a producer. I, I just make beats. I make, I make music. You know You're I mean? a producer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, On various so levels. Yes. Um, and thank you for to Aaron, man, for always being a, a, a brother and a supporter and, you know, just a good friend. Um, and I'm glad. I was on the show tonight. Yeah, I'm super grateful. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Opening Presence. Mm-hmm.